0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you. Your word comes with grace, with power, with love. Thank you. That you make great inscriptions on our hearts this morning, even in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! So, I'm still sharing concerning growing up spiritually. Okay, praise the Lord. Growing up spiritually, say, Growing up spiritually, God expects us to grow. Okay, God expects us to grow. You can't be a child forever, you have to grow and on sunday i began by sharing concerning the importance of growing in the lord you see and on wednesday i continued by showing how we can grow in the lord and what spiritual growth or growth in the lord or growing up spiritually mean hallelujah so you for for most people growing up spiritually has to do with amassing knowledge you know and having a deep their deep knowledge is having knowledge concerning some mysterious things and when the bible talks about mysteries it's not the mystery you think it is the word mystery is musterion it means a shutting of the mouth like seeing something that causes, that's so beautiful and so wonderful that they're like ah! so the act of doing this ah! is mystery do you get it? musterion And the biggest mystery in the Bible is the mystery of Christ, and it is already explained in the Bible, which is the Church. You don't need to. So you don't need to have a very like, Mister. Have a very wild understanding of the Scriptures, brother. What was Jesus like? Have you read your Bible? Have you read concerning Jesus? What was Jesus like? Very simple. Simple in words. Simple in character simple and everything what was Jesus like that's, what, that's the question you should be asking yourself if you want to know how to grow up spiritually you should know how Jesus was if you know how Jesus was you can become more like him You know, I mentioned that we are like him in, internally, intrinsically, we have his nature the nature of God is what has been passed over to us 1 John 4, 17 right herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of what of judgment, because as he is, so are we, where? And this also, as Jesus is, so are you and I in this world. We have his nature. See, I have, nature I have the nature of Christ. We have the nature of Christ, which is the nature of love. Do you see? Our nature is the nature of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say Christ is in me. Paul said, as for me, I was crucified with Christ. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He says, as for me, I was crucified. I was crucified. Or I am crucified with Christ. My, my old nature is crucified with Christ. Then he says, nevertheless, I live. I was crucified with Christ, yet I am living now. Then he says, yet not I. It is not I who is living anymore, but Christ liveth in me. So the new I is now Christ, living. I don't know if you get it. So your old self has been crucified with Christ. Now you are a new creature. And the new creature is the nature of Christ. So he says, as he is, so are we now in this world. As Christ is, so are we now in this world. See I have his nature. I'm just like Jesus in every way in every form. Please you understand. That's that's how we are. Okay? But then we must grow. Christ is in our spirits. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Christ is in our spirits. Christ in our spirits must grow up or must increase and go beyond our spirits into our hearts. So in, in Ephesians chapter three, verse fifteen, look at Ephesians three fifteen. Ephesians three fifteen, the Bible says, of whom the whole family says. For, if you read from verse fourteen, he says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Okay. Then he says, I pray that he would grant you, according to the riches of his grace, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Then he goes on to say that Christ may dwell in your hearts. By faith. That Christ may dwell in your heart. By faith. The word dwell means to govern. That Christ will govern your heart by faith. So Christ is in you. From the scriptures we've read, Christ is already in you. Isn't it? But Christ in you must grow or must come and dwell in your heart. Because your heart is not the same as your spirit. Your spirit is called the hidden man of the heart. In 1 Peter chapter 3 it talks about uh, he's talking to the, the women. He says, Let's read it. First, we start today from verse 1. Likewise, you guys, be you subject to your own husbands, that even you obey not the word, they also may without the word be worn by the conversation of the lifestyle of the wives. Next verse. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Next verse, verse 3. Whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plaiting of hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. He's not saying you shouldn't plait your hair or you shouldn't wear gold, or you shouldn't wear apparel. There are some people who are preaching that you can't if you're a Christian, and you are wearing earrings, and you have braided your hair, and you wear trousers, you will not go to heaven. <laughs> it's Because it's not true. Okay? It's not true. He says, don't let your life be the mere adorning of all, or adorning the outward man. You know, you have the outward man, that is the body, okay, with all its uh, faculties. And then there's the hidden or inward man then he says but let it be the hidden man of the heart, the hidden man of the heart is the spirit so the spirit is not the same as the heart the spirit man is also called the inward man do you see so your spirit, say my spirit it's not the same as my heart that is why you see your heart is, is is a playing ground Okay, your heart determines your life whatever dominates your heart determines uh, how your life will turn out so you can be born again the Holy Spirit is inside your spirit God is inside your spirit but then God is not having control over your heart what is having control over your heart are things that are outside of you the music you listen to the songs you listen to the videos you've watched the, the people you talk to the Instagram that you're on the Snapchat and all of those things are what have found their way on your heart. So you see that even though someone is a Christian, his actions and the way he behaves has nothing to do with Christ. It has nothing to do with Christ. He, he's not a Christ. actually, not a Christian. That, that word, that tithe Christian, is not supposed to be given to him. Because they actually saw something before they called the people Christians. In Acts chapter 11, the Bible says that they called them first Christians. In Antioch. Do you see? They saw something. Look at it, Acts eleven twenty six. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And if it came to pass, that's when Barnabas had found Paul or Saul, he brought him onto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. What did the people of Antioch see for them to call them Christians? What did they see? They saw something. The word Christian is from the Greek word Christianos, okay? And it means the one who is a follower of Christ or the one who looks like Christ. The one who behaves like Christ, talks like Christ, thinks like Christ, behaves like Christ, has the attitude of Christ, okay? That's what it means. Now, what did Jesus say? Look at John chapter 13, verse 34. I'm teaching you the word of God to help you understand When we say someone is a Christian, there's something we are looking out for. There's something that is observable. It's observed by all those who are sitting behind. When they look at you, they see that, ah, this person really looks like Christ. He really looks like Christ. Not, not, because nobody knows your spirit. Your spirit man is hidden. Nobody knows. But when your spirit man gains control over your heart, he ends up gaining control over your mind. And ends up gaining control over your body. So all your reactions become just like the way Jesus reacts. When he was on earth how he behaved with people becomes your behavior how he spoke to people become how you speak to people how he thought about people is how you think about people what was Jesus' thoughts concerning people that should be your aim as a child of god look at this this a new commandment i give unto you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love one another verse 35 by this by what By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love one to another. 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 This is the commandment of God. So the more loving you are, the more the show that you are growing. Do you get it? The more Christ has control over you. Someone slaps you and then you don't slap back. Someone insults you, you don't insult back. But as long as you can insult back, you should know that your mother's life or your uncle's life, because depending on what home you came from, you have different ways of responding to different things. Is it true? Some of us grew up in homes where they beat. Do you understand? The women beat the men. Oh, yes. So your response, your natural response is beating. Like if someone does something, I'll beat you. me. I don't insult you, I beat. So you end up, you just fight every time you are fighting. Or you grew up in an angry home. Everybody is angry. Nobody really talks nicely. So you are very sharp with your words. You can just pew. Your words are so sharp, they can chop people into pieces. When you talk, everybody, everybody becomes some way. You are the lion of the tribe of your home. You must change. Tell everybody you, you must change. And how do you change? You change by allowing the love of God that is shed abroad in your heart. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. The Bible says that patience maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad. And hope maketh not ashamed, sorry, not patience. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So the love of God is shed abroad where? Not in our spirit, in our hearts. Because our spirit has the nature of love. We Can love as Jesus loved. Please, you get it? We can love as Jesus loved because intrinsically, inside, we are just like Christ. But that love inside must grow and cover our hearts. Your heart is the center of your being. Every message you preach is sown in your heart. Matthew chapter 13, the Bible talks about how that Esau went out to sow. He sowed from the, if you read from verse 18, he talks about how that the field is the heart of the man. Do you see? Here ye for the power of the sower. Next verse. When anyone hear the word of the kingdom and understand it not, then come the wicked one and catch away that which was sold where? In his, in his heart. So the word of God that we preach to you goes into your heart. So we sow it in your heart. And if, if you allow it to grow in you, you realize they are looking more like Christ over the years. As time goes on. God says an evil man out of the evil of his heart bringeth forth evil things. These fornications, adultery, and all, the, all those things are from the heart. So the conditioning of, of your heart determines how your life is. Okay? How is your heart? Christ must dominate your heart. It says that Christ will live, dwell in your heart by faith. Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. That's Christian maturity. That is growth in the spirit. Or growing up spiritually. Growing up spiritually has to do with allowing what is inside dominate what is outside because you are like him okay look at romans chapter 8 let's read verse verse 29 we can coming from verse 28 into verse 29 romans 8 28 and we know that all things work together for good to them that love god to them who are the called according to his purpose next verse verse 29 for whom he did for he also did predestinate this is this is our life what we are sharing you, what i'm sharing with you here now is your life i preached a messenger icon right for whom we did for no he also did predestinate to be be conformed we are to conform when, when, you are, when, you, when we say conform it means to fit into the shape of something okay so you could have a, a gallon of a gallon or a barrel and then you are pouring some water into that particular barrel now that water will have to take the shape of the barrel so the water will have to conform to the shape of the barrel is it true same that's what he's trying to say he says that we should conform to the image of a son who is jesus christ for whom he did for he also all those he foreknew and knew beforehand that is you and i he also did predestinate he gave us a destination before we started the journey so the christian destination is this that will be conformed to the image of a son so that jesus who is his son might be the firstborn among many brethren he doesn't want to have a difference between you and Jesus. He wants you to look just like Jesus. Outwardly. So conform to the image of a son. Because we are like him inside. But then outwardly you are not like him. Do you understand? Huh. So allowing Christ to grow in you. Allowing yourself to grow in the Lord. And allowing the love of God in you to increase. By hearing the word of God that we are teaching you. Okay? It's what causes you to look more like Jesus with time. You will see that you are, you are not the same. You are different. You're a different person. The way you think is different. The way you behave is different. Hallelujah. You are more gentle. It's called the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the recreated human spirit. The human spirit bears fruits. Galatians chapter five, verse twenty two. Look at Galatians five twenty two. Galatians five twenty two. But the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. He's not talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the regenerate human spirit talking about your spirit, not the Holy Spirit. It's your spirit and the Holy Spirit are so united. Sometimes the translators are confused as to who to refer to. But in this place, he's referring to your spirit. Even though he puts it in capital letters. It's actually the human spirit. Because the Holy Spirit does not bear fruit. The Holy Spirit does not what fruit. It is his, his ministry in your life that causes you to produce fruits. Do you understand? Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Which part of the tree bears the fruit? Which part? The branch. Because there are some fruits, there are some trees where the the fruit will come on the the stem or the vine. Okay? But we are the branches, and hence we are the fruit-bearing part of the vine. Do You understand? Uh So it is through us that people get to know God. If you don't grow, nobody will know God. If everybody takes away Christ in their lives, Christ will not be known anywhere. But as long as there's one person who enjoys the word of God and is growing in God, people will get to know God through that person. Please, you get it. Uh So he says that, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? It's just one, love. Love. And love produces joy. That's actually what this scripture means. There's only one fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is, he didn't say fruits, he said the fruit of the Spirit. Singular. Just one fruit. The fruit is what? Love so the the idea the greek idea communicated here is like a tangerine an orange you see an orange is whole but then when you peel the the skin okay you see all the chambers there are so many chambers there are so many branches or divisions or whatever it is that you call you want to call it just like tangerine but the tangerine is whole it's one isn't it so the name given to the tangerine is tangerine. You, you don't refer to the branches that are inside. The branches that are inside are inside because it is whole. So what makes the whole of the fruit of the spirit is love. Please you get it? So love is the fruit of the spirit. If you are growing in the Lord, you grow in love. You don't grow in something else. You grow where? It says, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love, one for another. This is the only commandment Jesus left us. Holy commandment. I thought I read it to you. Holy commandment. So in John chapter 14, for instance, from verse 20, look at John 14, 21. I'll come back to this, okay? He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it says that loveth me. How is it? And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now, he had given them the commandment already. In chapter 13, verse 34. Go back to chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you. What is the commandment? that ye love one another as I as I have loved you how did he love us how did he love us So he loved us so much that he died so God wants you to love Jesus wants you to love your neighbor look at your neighbor's face he wants you to love your neighbor to the point of death dying for him he says by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples even your enemies especially your enemies He wants you to love your enemies. So until you get into praying for your enemies, you should know that your spiritual development is on a certain level. You see, it's a very difficult thing to pray for someone you don't like. To pray for someone who has hurt you. Someone who has taken something valuable away from you. Understand what is going on. Okay? By this, say by this. this. Shall all men know that ye are my disciples. So, we, I just read John chapter 14 to you, right? Verse 21. He says, He that has my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. If you want to know whether you love God, you must check if you love your neighbor. Jesus didn't say, if you love me, sing about it. Yeah. He that has command, my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. What is his commandment? Not as yourself. Love your neighbor as I have loved you. The old commandment was to love your neighbor as yourself. But sometimes you don't love yourself. Yeah. So Jesus doesn't want any problems. says a new commandment I give unto you. <laughs> that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Not as you love yourself. As I have loved you. How did he love you? He loved you so much he died. As he was dying, they were spitting on him, isn't it? They were insulting him. But he loved all of them the same. The people he was dying for. Did you, did you ever see the Chinese Jesus? It was a Chinese movie that was made. You know, And this guy was crucified. The guy was crucified. It was a Jesus movie. So he was crucified. And as he was crucified, the people were laughing at him. Because that was what happened at the cross. They were laughing at him. They were laughing at Jesus. If you, you are the son of God, calm down. Look at your face. You said you are the son of God. You are nobody. Pitch, yeah. They were laughing at him at the cross. But Jesus did not mind anybody. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And then he died peacefully. Including the guy he had been crucified with. Who was a thief and a murderer. He was even laughing at him. And seeing that you say you are the son of God, get down and save all of us. Now, the Chinese Jesus, as he was hanging on the cross and the people were laughing at him, he just got angry. And he got off the cross and came down and beat everybody. He beat everybody and then went back, went back on the cross and died. What a shock! Yeah, that was what happened. True story. He couldn't bear the scorning and all. It's like it's too much. Hey, you put on respect. I'm dying for you. Look at what you are doing. The Chinese Jesus could not bear it. Only in China. But the actual Jesus died quietly. He didn't mind anybody. The Bible says, as a, as a lamb dumb before his shears. He he didn't say anything, he didn't curse anybody. When he was reviled, he reviled not. When he was cursed, he cursed not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A new commandment that I gave unto you. That is growth in the spirit. That is growth, spiritual growth. Growing in love. I in the church. Look at chapter 15. Okay, we can read verse 23. Look at verse 23. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said unto, unto him, If a man loved me, he would what? he will keep my words. What's his words? His words is his commandment. If a man loved me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. All those who decide to grow in, in the Lord are loved by the father differently. It's not the same. It's not the same. He says, and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We'll make our abode with him. Now, is God not in us? Is Christ not in us already? Christ in us, right? That's the mystery of the ages. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, the revelation of Christ in you becomes heightened when you love. The more you walk in love, the more heightened that revelation becomes. And the more results you produce. Do you understand? So, Christ is in all of us. But for some, it is something written in the scriptures, not a reality. The way it becomes a reality is in starting to love your neighbor. If a man loved me, he would, the proof of your love is the fact that you keep his words, you keep his commandment. He didn't say you sing about it, but you keep his commandment. You keep, you live, you walk in what he has said. You understand? Now, look up First John chapter 4. Let's read verse 19. First John four nineteen. Galatians Galatians 1. Now, the heir, as long as he's a child, different than thing from a servant, even though he's the Lord of all. You are, you are the heir. You are the heir of God. You are, you are the. Heir. Do you understand? Heir? I'm not talking about hair like I mentioned. I'm talking about he. You are the inheritor of God. You have inherited God Himself. Like when, when God is not there, you are there. You are the heir of God. Then he says, as long as that heir is a child, the word child is nephews a babe, one who is who has refused to grow, he is not different from the from a servant even though he's the Lord of all, all all that christ inherited he didn't inherit for himself he inherited it for you all the honor all the glory all the power all the wisdom There are things christ has power glory wisdom honor okay all those things that he has and he's inherited through what he did on the cross of calvary he did not do it for himself he did it for you so actually god has given birth to you to enjoy glory to enjoy honor to enjoy wealth. But you will never work in wealth if you don't grow up spiritually. If you are not growing up spiritually, there are some millions you will never see in your life. Never. It will never be handed over to you. Because when it's handed over to you, you will destroy too many lives. You get it? You will destroy too many lives. I was telling some of our, our leaders that there's an amount of money I control every month. Now, do you know what I could do with that money? I could do a lot of things with that money. I could deny so many people. Deny all of us. And use that money for all kinds of things. But because I love God and I love his people, I'll use the money to do what I'm supposed to do with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, without growth in love, you cannot handle what God has designed for you to handle. Maybe God has designed you to be the one who will handle uh, CNN after some time. Or some oil rigs. Or be the president of the country. Or be a big time man of God who who is changing lives all around the world. But you will never get there. Why? Because you didn't grow up. You didn't what? So you've denied your own self. You'll get to heaven and you'll be surprised. I spoke about the cabin biscuit guy, right? You remember the cabin biscuit guy? He was eating cabin biscuits in his cabin, in the ship. When everything in the ship was for him to enjoy. Everything in the ship was for him to enjoy. But he he didn't enjoy even one. Because he was not interested in the journey. He was only interested in the destination. So he didn't enjoy anything. And that's how a lot of Christians' lives are. Because they refuse to grow. They refuse to grow. I refuse to grow. Okay, so 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. 1 John four nineteen. He says, we love him. We love God because he what? He first loved us. So your love for God is rooted in your understanding of how much he loved you. Do you get it? Your love for God, how much you love God, okay, is rooted and found in how much you understand his love for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That is why you cannot love God without the scriptures. Because the scriptures reveal to us how much he loved us. What He loved us so much he gave himself. He loved us so much he sacrificed himself. He poured his blood on the cross of Calvary and did so many things for us. That, that is the foundation of growth. Spiritual growth. Knowledge of the Son of God. Okay? Go to the next verse 20. If a man say I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. So there, there are two things that will help you grow in the Lord. Number one is the knowledge of God. Number two is your love for your brother. If you want to know whether you are growing, check your knowledge. How much of God you know and check how much you love God's people. You understand? If a man says, I love God, if you say you love God, and you hate your brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? Because God is in your brother. I thought you said Christ is in us. If Christ is not only in you, Christ is in the other person who is by you. So you can't be rude to the one who is by you. Because the one by you is actually God walking on the earth. You see, so you can't say, I love God. There are people who do worship. They will kneel down. I love you, Lord. Then they'll be crying. Crying. Then someone passing by will hit them small because they were worshiping. Then they open their eyes. Hey, your mother. Who worship? Don't consider I'm doing the worship. You are not spiritual at all. See how I'm in the spirit and then you have come to. You are a devil. Get thee behind me, Satan. That's the reason not the things that be of God. But the things that be of men. You are a fake. You are a fake Christian. You are a fake. He says you cannot say you love God and hate your brother. How can you love God whom you have not seen? It's not possible. If your brother hates you like that, you turn and say, I'm sorry. And then you continue. That is a Christian. You are a Christian. Yes. You are a Christian. If your brother is not fine, You are not fine. Because you understand the body of Christ. Yeah. You are not into growing up alone. You want to grow. I have huge knowledge of God. At the expense of others. No, it doesn't work like that. You are a cancer actually. Wow. Are you surprised? Okay, next verse. Verse 21. And this commandment have we from him. That he that loveth God. Loveth his brother also. The one who loves God, loves his brother also. Have you seen it? I think it's very easy to understand. You can't dodge it. It's not possible. It's not possible. Love is gentle. And love is kind. If you want to walk in a great, great level of manifestation of God, you must walk in love. It's not going to work without love. You remember what I was reading to you in Ephesians chapter 3, right? We're in Verse 16. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Isn't it? That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened in mind by his spirit in the inner man. Have you seen it? Yeah. Next verse. That Christ may what? Dwell in your heart by faith. Then it says, as Christ dwells in you by faith, you'll be rooted and grounded. He uses two, one agricultural term and one architectural term. Wow. To be rooted has to do with agriculture. It has to do with plants because we are the plantings of the Lord. It means to, to be so established I mean a tree that is established and rooted in the ground can have its roots go from the tree can be here and its roots, its roots can be in the next three houses he's so rooted and grounded his roots drive very deep it's not easy to pluck that tree out you can't pluck it out so he wants christ to so govern your heart that you are rooted and grounded not in faith not in glory not in hope but rooted and grounded to be grounded has to do with architecture because we are also described as the buildings of God. All what I'm saying is in First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine. I think. Look at it. First Corinthians three nine. I will come back quickly. Go to 1 Corinthians three nine. You love God. This is for we are laborers together with God. Then it is ye are God's husbandry. The word husbandry is farm. And then ye are God's building. See, I'm God's husbandry. I'm God's husbandry. And then, I'm, God's I'm God's building. Let's read. I pray that God gives you understanding. Okay. I'm talking slowly, because I want you to really understand. B.B. says, you are the planting of God. You are God's building. Look at this. For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. He's talking about the preachers. He says, the preachers are fellow workmen, joint promoters. What a, what a blessing. What a, what a blessing. I'm a joint promoter. And a workman, fellow workman, laborers together with and for God. Then he says, you, the people listening to me, are God's garden. And vineyard under cultivation, and he says you are God's building. So Paul, same guy writing to the Ephesian church, said that Christ, that Christ will what dwell in your hearts by faith. It's by faith, by faith, because without faith you can't grow. It's impossible to please God. Okay, It says that Christ might dwell in your heart by faith. In other words, even if you feel like you are not being loving, start confessing that you are loving. I'm full of love of love you grow up by faith so i'm full of love love. that's why we led you in confessions concerning love you see i'm full of love the love of god is shed that body in my heart when you do something wrong you're like ah i i'm full of love next time i'll do it better in the name of the lord jesus next time i'll do it better i'll be a better person next time next time i'll talk properly wow Uh, if you are committed to growing the holy spirit is committed to helping because he's the one who holds the love of god Remember, he says the love of God is shut abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He communicates, he's the communicator of the love of God into our hearts. Please you understand. For instance, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14, the Bible says that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, then it says the love of God and the coming of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Are you it? The grace of God is communicated into your spirit and communicated into your life by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is communicated to you by the Holy Spirit. He's a communicator. He's a transporter of the love of God into your life. Please, you understand. Now, back to what we're reading in Ephesians chapter 3. That ye be what? Rooted and grounded in in what? In what? In what? In what? Rooted and grounded where? In love. May be able to comprehend with all saints, he doesn't want you to increase without all the saints. He wants all of us to grow together. With all saints, then he says, What is a breath? There are dimensions of God's love. What is the breadth and length and depth and height of God's love, of Christ's love? Now, what is the breadth of God's love? What is the breadth of God's love? It's too busy incalculable, isn't it? Now, when we say breadth, what does breath mean? Which which it's, it's the width, right? Breath has to do with what? The width. Is it true? And then length has to do with what? How long it is. Okay? So, there are various aspects of God's love. The first one is the breath of God's love. How wide is God's love? God's love starts from eternity, from before eternity. God's love for you started from before eternity. God's love for you started, for you started where? Where? Before eternity, God loves you so much that He thought of you before the foundations of the earth. Do you see? He thought be- be- about you before the foundations of the earth. And His love—that so that's the beginning of God's love for you. Bible say "For God so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son." When did that love start? Before the foundations of the earth. Then, when would that love end? That love will never end. Even after eternity future, it will never end. That love goes beyond eternity future. That's the breath of God's love. He says he wants you to know, comprehend with all things that kind of love. Like when you think, wow, I am so special to God. We are are called the beloved of God. Don't you understand? Ephesians 1, from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Next verse. According as he has chosen us in him before what? He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Before the founding of the world. Okay, the word foundation is similar. Before everything was started. Before everything was started. He chose you. That you should be holy and without blame before him. What? In love. love. That's how far that love is. And the future one, it does not end. It goes and goes. Look at the next verse. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself. The word adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself means to look like Jesus at the end of the whole thing. Like I mentioned to you in Romans chapter 8. the same thing actually. Adoption has to This word adoption is not the same as adoption that we see today. This word adoption is called... The Greek word is euthesia. And it means the placing of sons. Okay? The placing of sons. See the placing of sons. It says... Having pred- he predestinated us according unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So, it is according to the good pleasure of his will. He has loved you according to the good pleasure of his will. That's the breadth of God's love. It has no beginning. It has no end. That is why in Romans chapter 8. Look at Romans chapter 8. Let's read verse 31. Romans eight thirty-one. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Next verse. He that spent not his own son, but delivered him for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33. understand these things. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justified. Next verse. Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather he that is risen. Again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who is also Who also makes a decision for us? These are very powerful scriptures. But I want you to see the next verse. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. Shall tribulation or distress or famine or persecution or nakedness or peril or sword. Next verse. As it's written, for thy sake, we are all killed. We are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Nay, in all these things we more than conquer. We are more than conquerors. Through him that what loved us. He God loves you too much. Next verse. For I am persuaded, Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death. So death cannot end the love that God has for you. Hallelujah. Nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Nothing. Next verse. Nor heights, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from what? The love, of God. the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is how much God has loved you. He says we love him because he first loved us. So understanding his love for you is what makes the difference in your life. Breath. That's a breath. Then the next one is what? Go back to Ephesians chapter 3. Say Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Ephesians 3. And length. The length of Christ's love. The length of Christ's love. The length of Christ's love. You understand length? What is length? How long? It has to do with distance, isn't it? How far? How far did he go? You know, then he talks about the depth. How low did he go? And the height. How high did he go? Because of you. When we talk about the depth, he's talking about how that he descended even to the lower parts. Jesus said, because of you, he went to hell. Even because, because, because of you, he went, he descended low into hell. The length has to with how long, isn't it? He came from eternity. He came from heaven. Jesus dropped from heaven and came to earth because of you. The incarnation was because of you. Because of his love for you. God became man because of you. And God became what? I. Because of who? Me. Because of who? Me. If, if you were the only one in, in, in the world, Jesus would still have come. Now, Jesus was not called Jesus in heaven. He was called the word of God but the word of God changed to, became, to become flesh because of you, that's the length of his love dropping from heaven for you and when he came he humbled himself even unto death the most humiliating death of all the death on the cross wow that's the length of his love how long is it then the depth of his life is how deep he went he went down to hell all because of love. Wow. All what I'm telling you now is what Christ did for you. And the knowledge of it is what causes you to grow. So we, God expects us to grow in the knowledge of God. Or the knowledge of Jesus Christ. What knowledge is that? All that he did for you. And what he has become to you now. And what you are in him. How he has given you dominion over the powers of darkness. And now he has been ascended. The the, the height has to do with how he ascended into the heavens to be seated on the right hand of God, the Father, for your sake, for your cause. And is interceding for you now. So knowledge of all these things is what develops you, causes you to grow. That's why we teach you concerning who you are in Christ. Because of his love, he has made you all these things. Do You understand? So you grow. Next, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, because all these things will lead you to know the love of Christ. To have knowledge, epignosis, to have intimate knowledge of the love of Christ, which passes scientific knowledge. So, for some people, they know Jesus with respect to science, only scientifically. That oh, he came. We know he came. We know he came to die. But you don't really understand what it means. You know, what Paul said in Philippians chapter three. Look at Philippians three. Let's read from verse eight. Philippians three eight. Yea, doubtless, I count all things, but lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. He calls the knowledge of Christ excellence. Yea, doubtless, I count all things, but lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, cow poopoo, that I may win Christ. Have you seen it? I may win Christ. I may have more intimacy with him. Next verse. And be found not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. That the the righteousness which is of God by faith, verse 10, is what I want you to see. And it says, that I may know him. Know who? Know who? So Paul lived his life for one purpose, to know Jesus. How about you? How about you? So you're, as you are reading the Bible, only one person, you should be looking for only one person. Jesus, only one person. Your love for the Lord should be increasing as you are reading your Bible. All those who detach the knowledge of God and detach Jesus from the Bible are the ones who struggle to read the Bible. They always struggle to read it because you don't have, there's no aim. The aim of reading the scriptures is to know somebody more. Who is that person? Jesus. The more you read about him, the more you know him. You see? The more you read, the more you know him. That's why I began by asking, what, what was Jesus like? What was Jesus like? You would know how she read. As you read, you would know him. And when, you, are, you become a different person. You, become, you fall in love more and more with him. And if you are in love, if you are really in love, no other woman can take your attention. Someone will go naked. You thought the person dress up. Why? You are in love. If, if you are really in love, you have eyes for just one person. You have eyes for just one person. That's why the Bible says that looking on, look away from all these things that will distract onto Jesus. The more you look at him, the more excellent your life becomes. That is proper growth. Spiritual growth. So if you, it's, it's all over. It's all over. Look at, uh, go back to that place. Ephesians 3, where we're reading, May be able to come. Next verse. That you may know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, which passes scientific knowledge. The, the first know is epignosis. The second no is gnosis. Gnosis is scientific knowledge. Do you understand scientific knowledge? Proofs. Discoverable knowledge. Proofs. Do you see? He's talking about knowing Jesus beyond the ordinary. Knowing Jesus beyond what the stories you have been told. Knowing Jesus for yourself in reality. The more you grow in God, the more you know Jesus. That's what it means to grow in God. Okay? Then it says, by doing that, you'll be filled with all the fullness of God. You'll be filled with what? All the... I mean, can this happen for somebody? Emphatically, yes. This is the aim of God, that you'll be filled with all of Him. Let's read the Amplified of this verse. Amplified. That you may really come to know practically, do you see, through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ. That you may what? Read it to me. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. So go beyond just hearing, oh, Jesus went went to talk about the, the problem of the sower. Jesus went to talk about, oh, that's all you know about Jesus. So for you, Jesus is just somebody who was walking around and came to die. You don't really understand what, what he was. Was a storyteller. Jesus was beyond the storyteller. Paul became what he became because of his knowledge concerning Jesus. John, the divine, became what he became because of his knowledge concerning Jesus Christ. Look at first John chapter 1, verse 1. So nice. Last month I spoke about spiritual power, isn't it? I'm showing you a more excellent way, something that is higher that will make that power show forth consistently in your life. You cannot be kidnapped. You are full of love. When the kidnapped you say, How are you? Jesus loves you. And by the time you start talking, they are all under the power of God. That was how Jesus was. Even when we were coming to arrest him, Jesus could have run away. And he could have called for angels to fight for him. There were angels on guard with swords drawn. I mean, do you understand? Jesus could have died with some drama. He would die, but then with with some some small drama to let them know that, listen, you are dealing with somebody who is very wild. At least those who are killing me, they should just feel something. So as when they come in, he does this, yeah, yeah. and all of them are pulled to the side with swords that appear from nowhere, butchers all of them. That was what Elijah did. Don't you understand? Yeah. Elijah was going to be arrested, and two hundred soldiers died. In fifties, fifty batches. A, a, an army captain will come with fifty. When they come, Elijah is sitting on a the wall. They are coming to arrest him, and we sit on a wall. If I be a man of God. They will, say, they will tell him, calm down, let's go. We are come to arrest you. Then you say, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you. And fire will come down shim, and consume them. Then another batch will come. He's still sitting on the, fire, on the on the on the fence. When they come, if I be a man of God then. Eh? <laughs> let fire come down from heaven and consume. And then shim, they are gone. It happened three times or four times. And the fifth batch that came, when they came, they all knelt down and said, we beg you. We, be, we, do, we have families. Elijah forgot you that all the others had families. Jesus always remembered that all of them had families. so he never touched anybody. Even the one who was touched by, by Peter. Peter chopped off someone's ears. Because they were going to be arrested. Self-defense. He drew a sword and chopped off his ears. The Jesus picked the ear up from the ground and slapped it back. And the ear went back into this hole. And everything was fine. <laughs> Pastor Kobe is asking whether your father has done some before. <laughs> At his arrest. That was how much love he had. He was too full of love that even his enemies, those who were enemies, he died and saved all of them. Even Judas. If Judas had not died before Jesus, Rose from the dead, he would have been sick. because what Peter did and what Judas did are not so different. Yeah, Peter denied Jesus and said, "Hey, I know this. I don't know him." The lady was insisting. He said, "Me, me, me. I don't. Allah, I don't know this. I don't know this guy." Hallelujah. First John one one. I said First John one right? First John one Look at John. He says, "That which was on the beginning." which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled. So look at, look at this. So he says, that which was from the beginning. Take notice of that. The word beginning is ake. Jesus is the one who was from the beginning. He's the word. He says, the one who is from the beginning, we have heard him and we have seen him with our eyes and we have looked upon him and our hands have handled him. Of the word of life, who is the word of life? Jesus. Look at the next verse. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. He's talking about Jesus. See, the life was manifested, and we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. This was John's experience with Jesus Christ. John saw, John called himself the one whom Jesus loved. That was how John referred to himself. Because John saw Jesus beyond normal, beyond the normal. There were other disciples who saw Jesus as a normal guy. In fact, Judas did not think much of Jesus. That was why he could be trained. And he has seen Jesus escape death so many times. So he thought that he can do this and Jesus, just for some few 30 pieces of silver, and everything will be fine. Jesus will vanish again because he was vanishing. When they arrest him, he will just vanish. <laughs> for the vanishing, he will just vanish. That's what was happening. So he thought that when he does this, Jesus will vanish again. But Jesus didn't vanish. He realized that he was really being crucified. Ah, what's going on? Jesus is really going? He's really dying? Wow! So he couldn't believe it. He even sent the money back to the Sanhedrin. But he didn't receive it. He was sorry. He really regretted, but it didn't work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we have seen. Now, this man here that we are talking about, John, this John, John the Divine, was fried. They, they boiled him in oil for hours. All the oil evaporated. You know oil's boiling point is higher than water. That's why when oil touches your skin, it is hot oil touches your skin. It is more painful than hot water. Is it true? Boiling oil is very hot. They boiled him in oil. They put him in the oil, poured in a, in, a, in a bowl and put oil all over and heated it to fry him to death. All the oil evaporated and he was still alive. Unscathed. When he comes, I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? The guy was love personified. John, John was the first person to catch the message of Jesus Christ. If you look at what John wrote, you see that John really understands what Jesus came to do. It's called the Johannian theology you need to understand the Johannian theology before the pauline epistles if you understand the Johannian theology the pauline epistles will because sometimes you read paul you think that paul's focus was something but paul's focus was actually the love of god that was paul's focus but it's coded you may not see it it's not easily apparent but when you read john you see it is there clear hallelujah they tried to saw him into two no metal was working all the saws broke they saw him, nothing, they, they tried to behead him when they used that knife to hit his head, the knife would break and he doesn't have any pain it's as though someone has just slapped him like this He didn't. nothing could happen to him nothing go, go back to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19, Ephesians chapter 3 had been fulfilled in his life, that's what God wants for you and I full of power, full of God let's read that, amplified this is my best message actually this is how love economy began. This is how what I'm teaching you now is how, what I started teaching when love economy. That's why it's called love economy. We are love, we are people of love. And I'm showing you what we represent. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be failed. Coming to the knowledge of Christ, okay, the knowledge of God's love, it says, brings you that you may be failed. It brings you to a place where you are failed through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence of God and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Did they hear it? Did you he hear what I said? You'd be jumping if you he had heard it. It's too heavy. You need, to, you need to let it sink and soak into your spirit. Remember what Jesus said. He that loveth me keeps my words, isn't it? Then he says, and my Father will come unto him. And will make our abode with him. We'll dwell with him. We'll dwell with him. Now, this is the same thing here. He says that the more of the love of Christ you get to know through the scriptures, you will become filled through all your being. All your being. Spirit, soul, body, heart. Your heart is different from your soul and it's different from your this this is how it is when god created adam he created him in was spirit he was what he was a spirit being right then he he formed a, a body on the ground lifted him up and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life released the spirit into the body and when he released the spirit into the body bible says man became a living soul adam became a living soul. all that's in genesis chapter two he became a living soul So the creation of man and the formation of man are two different things. God created man. He created the spirit. And then he formed his body. And then put the spirit into the body. And the man... So the reaction between the spirit and the body produced something called the soul. That is why your soul is a junction between your body and your spirit. Your soul has thoughts. That we don't know where it came from. There are some thoughts that come from your spirit. And there are thoughts that come from outside. Do you see Apart from the soul, so body, it's like chemistry. Body meets spirit and then produces soul. But for the soul to also exist, okay, there's a byproduct that is produced called the heart. But it's not mentioned immediately in Genesis chapter 3, but in Genesis chapter 6, it is mentioned. Genesis 6 5. Look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. King James. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of what? Of his heart was only evil continually. Next verse. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. So even God has his own heart. So God has a heart. And if he's making man after his own image, he must give him a heart as well. So man also has a heart. Do You see. And the heart is where the spirit is connected to and the soul is connected to. So the heart, if anything is going to happen with a man, it must be considered in the heart first. Please you understand. Your heart has thoughts and has imaginations. Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. I'm just trying to explain to you how the love of God will fill all of your being. Okay? It was false. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two so a sword, piercing even to the dividing sound of soul and spirit. So he mentions what? Soul and what? Spirit. That's a body we all know, isn't it? And of the joints and marrow. Then he says, and it's a design of the thoughts and intents of. So he introduces the heart as well. So man is a spirit. He has a soul and has a heart and lives in a body. Be it it. And the heart is the playground. It's the spiritual play- playground. Years ago, there used to be a, a tract, a Bible tract, called the heart of man. Have you seen it before? Huh. It had tortoise, snake, and all of those things, showing you the condition of that man's heart. Yes. Because with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. You see, your heart is so important. What governs your heart determines how your life will be. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth for good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth evil things. Out of the abundance of the heart will the mouth speak. Your heart controls your mouth, it controls your thoughts, it controls your body, it controls a lot of things. The Bible says that as you meditate on the love of Christ, your heart is filled completely with the love of God. And it enters your soul and enters your body. So you become a being fully filled with all of God. All of God. You know all of God is inside your spirit. But it's trapped. It's trapped. As you grow in the Lord, that presence of God in your spirit enters your your, your heart and enters your body. Go back to that please. Ephesians 3 verse 19. Look at this. That you may really come to know practically, through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being, all your being, that has to do with spirit, soul, body, heart, unto all the fullness of God, and that you may have the richest measure, the richest measure. People have the presence of God, but there's the richest measure of the presence of God. You walk on the scene and things are different. You walk into that interview panel, and they can't but give you the job. Your presence in the workplace changes the whole atmosphere. Yeah, you have the presence of God, the essence of God, the very essence of God. That you may have you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body. Your whole body is wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. So as you are coming, God is coming. As you are moving, God is moving. That is growth in the Lord. This is what God, this is the this is the desire of God for you that you grow. That is why in 1 Corinthians, look, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. That's the last verse. Look at the last verse of 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Last verse. Look at this. So nice. But covet earnestly the best gifts. Then it says, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way, an easier, an easier way. To achieving all the gifts of the Spirit. It's written in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So the next verse. There were, Cardinal Hugo was the one who introduced chapters into the Bible. The other person introduced verses into the Bible. So it was actually a long read. So what we are reading in chapter 12 verse 31. goes it's the, next, the next thing is chapter 13 verse 1. You get it. Uh-huh. So he says, yet I show you a more what? excellent way. Next verse though i speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not what the charity is love and have not love i am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal so the most learned way is what love okay next verse and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries saying that growth in the lord is not prophecy and all knowledge and all, and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains and have not love i am nothing because now my faith is working so much i'll show you there are stages of growth okay you see i preached i preached the stages of growth into details years ago i think in 2014 or 13 it's titled benefits of ministry materials we're going to put it on the podcast for you put all the whole series on the podcast i'm not sure it's on it because it's so old so put it on the podcast because what i'm teaching is an offshoot of that that's why i'm not mentioning the stages so much hmm. so listen to that one and to help you understand this one it means some more okay if I could remove all mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Next verse. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I, I give my body to, how can you give your body to be bend and not do it in love? Meaning that there are people who are matured, but they didn't matter. They were not tired in love. Hey. And have not love. It profits me nothing. Look okay, at the next verse. Love is what? Love suffers long and is kind. Let's read really the Amplified from here. Amplified. How many of you want to grow in the Lord? Are you seeing how you can grow? How are you going to grow? Love. By increasing in the knowledge of God, which is called love. Okay? Love endures long and is what? Patient. Endures long. Love endures long. And that is enduring long, it is patient and kind in enduring long. As it's enduring, some people can't, it's like, I'm enduring long with my wife. But as you are enduring long with your wife, you are not patient and you are not kind. You speak roughly. You won't leave her. You are enduring long, but you, you won't leave her. So you just speak roughly. Go away. Who do you think you are? You are even liking that I'm not leaving you. That is not the love of God. That is normal, natural, human love. The love of God is such that if it's, even though it's enduring long, it is patient and kind in enduring long. Love never is envious. No envy with love. So you don't envy your neighbor. You look at your neighbor and you think kakakabi. Because he has something you like and something you want. So look at his big head. He's not envy anything. When he does something important, oh, oh we have seen some before. Meanwhile, nothing has been seen like that before. Envious. Envy. Do you understand envy? What does it mean to envy? Let's read dictionary. Envy. Is never envious nor boss over with jealousy. You should read these things for yourself and see what love really is so that you don't go along that line. You don't go along the other side. It's, it's not boastful. Love is not boastful or vain glorious, talking vainly for glory. Does not display self haughtily. This is the more excellent way. As you walk like this, the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit will just show forth in your life without asking for it. Just walk in love. As you walk in love, you'll be more concerned about people. And the more concerned you are, all oh, the greatest healing ministries that were born, were born out of compassion. Let me show you Robert's first healing miracle. Okay? Healing miracle. He had a mechanic who always worked on his car for him. One day his car got spoiled, and he drove it to the mechanic's place. When he got there, the mechanic was shouting because an engine okay, had dropped on his toe and had cut the big toe off the big toe was lying down and he was shouting and kind bleeding when he saw it. He says that his heart was filled with compassion for him. How is this man going to eat? He's going to be, he doesn't even have money to go to hospital. No, he just took the toe and put it back and prayed and said, Lord, fix it for him, Jesus, fixed it for him. When he took his hands out, the bleeding stopped, the leg was back, the toe was back. He would completely, without a mark, there was no mark. It was as though nothing had happened. They washed the blood off and there was nothing there. That was how his healing ministry was born compassion. Not because he prayed much, compassion. He had been with the Lord so much. He had grown spiritually so much that, so much in love, that he cared about people. Where are you going to use the gifts of the Spirit if you don't care about people? That's why we have prophets who are rude, careless, wild guys. They are dead to exploit men. Bishop Uidebu said he saw one of his church members whom he didn't know. You know, he was just walking on his campus and he saw him coming. He said, The guy had become so slim, dying. So he asked him, What is wrong with you? The guy said, I have kidney, kidney failure, and it's killing me. He said, What, what are you talking about? So he says he held him. Come. So I held him close to myself and pressed him against myself as though I was going to give him my kidneys. And I prayed for him. And when I left him, he had new kidneys. Then, then he had new kidneys. New sets of kidneys. Why? Love. How can I be here and someone will just die just like that? So healing comes out. Not because, we are not trying to display power. Why, why, should God, why should God let his presence be known by this particular miracle you want to work before the people? He doesn't look like it. why is that what to take for them to know that he's there? No, he doesn't need that to prove himself. Please, you can take your seat. Love, compassion, you become a body wholly filled with, with power, with the power of God. With the power of God, go to chapter 14, verse 1. First Corinthians 14 1. First Corinthians 14 1. How many of you on the power of God? Love, proper power. It's love. You see the way you sing in church. If you're going to sing for things to happen for people's lives to change, you must grow in the Lord. You must grow in love. The more you grow in love, when you are singing, your your mind is different. You are not, you are not conscious of whether you are singing it right, whether you be great science. Or, no. You are thinking of how you are leading the people into worship with God. And how you want God to be real in the people's lives. It changes a lot. It makes all the difference. Let's should the amplified of this. First Corinthians 14 one. Now. From 1 Corinthians 12:31, 31. He goes to 1 Corinthians 13, 1. Okay? And then, he ends up here. Go, go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Look at this. It says, and now... So it's a continuous letter. 1 hmm? chapter 12, verse 31. It says, I'm showing you a more excellent way. Then he talks about love. Then he comes all the way to this place and says, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is what? love, the greatest of all of them is love next verse then he says follow after charity or love follow after, because love is the greatest of them all follow it, follow it let's look at the amplified of the word follow look at the amplified can you read this to me, one to go Hallelujah. Read the first part again. One to go. Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your greatest quest. It's okay. It says, make love your aim and your great quest. Message. Let's read the message. Message, verse 10. Message. Read it to me. One to go. Because it does. It's okay. Read it once again. One to go. Because it does. Your whole life depends on it. How prosperous you are depends on your love life. How much glory you enjoy depends on your love life. Can you imagine? How much of the power of God you enjoy in your life depends on your love. How much fruitful you become in life depends on your love for the Lord. They call them Christians because they looked like Christ. Now You think that you will never find a man who's grown in love and is really grown in the Lord and is perfect. It's a big lie. There's perfection in Christ. There is. And I'll show you on Wednesday. I'll show it to you on Wednesday. There's perfection in Christ. There's perfection in Christ. Some people say, oh, we are not perfect. It's a big lie. We are perfect in Christ. There are those who are perfect in Christ they are perfect in Christ yesterday I had a, a missionary from India you know, with me here in the office for a long time he was telling me about India he was here in, in Ghana and then he moved he was sent there to pastor there you know in India and he was talking about his father in the Lord very special man who got to me and then he said that when you sit with him all you see is love that's all you see love. that is how Jesus was Anyone who encountered Jesus, encountered love. When you encountered Jesus, you encountered love. One guy who was, who was a leper. You know leprosy? If you touch a leper, what will happen to you? What, what will happen to you if you touch a leper? You receive leprosy. The man came. He was a leper. He came to Jesus and said, If you will, you can make me whole. And then Jesus said, Oh, I will. And he held him and touched him. He said, I will be healed. And as he touched him, the leprosy did not enter Jesus. The healing power of God entered the leper. And there and then, the leper became whole. He had the skin of a baby. There and then. Yeah. Only love does that. Only love will hug a leper. Only love. You should see beyond a lot of things to be able to hug a leper. You should see beyond a lot of things. Am I lying? She see beyond a lot of things. Oh, when you so okay, stay there. They instruct for her. Let me blow on you, or let me. You are lying. Take it. You are just only thinking in terms of power. Yeah. If you think in terms of love, you your, the healing will be powerful to change a lot of people's lives. So let's go in love. What do you think? What do you do when you see your friend, your brother sitting by you? Will you insult him? Will you say that, I don't want to talk to this one again? It shows, your, it shows your level of maturity. It shows. Why are you leaving the church? I'm leaving because I'm offended. In that church, they don't visit you when, they, when you are sick. They only come for you for church. It shows your level. They may be coming for you for church only. Give them the benefit of the doubt. They are also growing in love. With time, they'll come for you for different reasons. For something higher than just coming to church they'll come to you because they love god and they'll really love you don't insult one another that's not love that's not christian maturity don't hate one another if you care about the other person you will not sleep with the other person you won't if you really love the other person you will not sleep with him or sleep with her, because you know what god's commands concerning that is so i will not be the one to be used to destroy you. And you will not be the one to be used to destroy me. Love. Romans 13, 8. Oh no man. Look at this. It says, Oh no man anything. But to love. You, you owe your brother love. You owe your sister love. I'm not only talking about people in the church. I'm talking about people everywhere. Christians everywhere. You see, if I start talking about your love for people who are not Christians, you run away. You say you will not be a Christian again. That one is even wilder. Yeah, the love that God has for people outside. We'll talk about that. The love that God has for people who are not born again. You'll be surprised. You know, John 3 16 does not apply to Christians, it applies to people who are in the world. For God so loved that you see people, someone smoking, you say, this person will go to hell. Brother, that's not what God is thinking about. God is thinking about how he will save him. If you start thinking like God thinks, your life will be different. You wouldn't mind becoming a missionary to the worst of places because you are full of love. You are full of the love of God. And when it comes to your brother, Paul said, you have you already thought of God. When it comes to loving your brother, you already thought of God. It should be normal. Why should we hate ourselves? And you talk some way. You know who I am. Do you know who my father is? Do you know where I'm coming from? <laughs> do you know where I'm coming from? If you knew where I was coming from, you'd not be talking to me because we are all in church and we are on the, we're on the same level now. It's like you are behaving. You, do you know what class I'm from? Do you know my class. If not for church, you couldn't have had the opportunity to talk to me. Well, I have an answer for you. Thank God for church. <laughs> Love does not behave itself unruly, really puffed up, like you are something boastful. It does not insist. Love that, if I, maybe on Wednesday we'll talk about it. Love that does not insist on his own rights. Love is not puffed up, it doesn't put himself first, me first. No, love considers every other person and considers himself last. Can you imagine if you are considering me and I'm considering you, how beautiful life will be? if married people were considering each other, you will never, your, your marriage case will not come to anybody. No, 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 it will never come to anybody. Yeah. It will never go to anybody. Because the husband so loves that he's considering the wife first. And the wife also so loves that he's considering the husband first. Yeah. I've been to places where, you know, the person thinks that I'm very high. And I also think that the person is very high. When it comes to prayer, who should pray for who? There's a competition. I knew that the person also knew that, okay, so pray for me to pray for me. Yeah, because we are considering each other to be higher. We don't know who should pray for who. Yeah. Because my physical achievements has no meaning I don't weigh myself with physical achievements. I don't. I weigh myself with how much I love people. Am I a better person? Have I be- become better in 2019 than I was in 2018? Am I changing? How am I like? Am I able to contain foolishness some more? Am I able to love in spite of, not because of? People love because of. Because you are like this, so you are loved. Because you have money, so we love you. Because you, you are a nice person, so they love you. Because you are this, they love you. But you love in spite of. Whether the person is what you want him to be or not. You still love him. still love him. The man of God said this: "I've never met anybody I didn't like." He said, "I've never met anybody I didn't like," and I'm wondering how it'd feel like to meet somebody I never, I don't like, because I will never meet anybody like that. That's how I want my life to be. And I'm starting, I'm, I'm starting to say it now, It's today. I've never met anybody because you must do it in faith, right? Yeah. Says, "Allow the love of Christ to dwell in your heart by faith." So let's do it by faith. I've never met anybody. That I didn't like. I've never met anybody. That I didn't like. Yeah. That's my testimony. Say that's my testimony. I don't like this one. This one is not nice at all. Oh, this one is so nice. Because she dresses nicely. And has the hips you like. Oh, she's so nice. Oh. He's so nice. We are a guy. You saying this guy is so nice. Why? Because he dresses nicely. And when you're around him, you will be sorted out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like money, you'll be sorted out. Money will come. This one will come. This one will come. This one will come. One will come. He, he uses a perfume that, Perfume type. That, his perfume is always, it's your class. It's always nice. It's intellectual, something. But if someone's amputee smelling, you can't love the person. You don't want the person to be around you. When the person comes, Hey, I didn't offer him. What has passed here? <laughs> when we say hug each other, when it's coming, you just say, Hey, just yes, well, I post well. No. You know, children are going to come to Jesus. There are children who are coming to Jesus. And the apostle said, hey. said, Hey, 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 we are doing this, this is big, big, this big business. Everybody get out. <laughs> then he just said, Hey, stop that. Allow the little children to come unto me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is for these people. Oh, you see a child, they are so dirty there. Love attracts. The love of God is inside your heart, strong. It attracts. You see that people, people want to conglomerate around you, they want to just gather around you that's what that's what happens they just want to gather around you people like your company never say my temperament is like this remember listen never say my temperament i'm a melancholy i'm melancholic so i don't that's my personality so i don't like people in my space i like my own space when i put this one here i want you to be there after i come if you take it i'm not happy and what do you mean by you are not happy (laughs) What do you mean by you are what? Romans chapter 8. You have to allow the word of God to work in you. You have to allow the word of God to what? There's only one character we must all have. It's called the character of Christ. We are all to conform to the image of a son. There's only one person we are, we are all to look like one person. It's called Jesus. How was Jesus like? Was he a melancholic? Was he choleric? Was he phlegmatic? Was he sanguine? What was he? What was Jesus? What was Jesus? What was Jesus like? That's why I began by saying, what was Jesus like? That is what I want my character to be like. That's how I want my temperament to be like. He was strong when he needed to be strong. He was cool when he needed to be cool. He was quiet when he, was inde- he needed to be quiet. Not this is how I am. What do you mean by this is how you are? You can't change. You, change, you won't change. You won't change. That's why you will not be able to marry. Oh yes. Or you marry and you go home. <laughs> wedding is not there. Yes, there was a beautiful wedding here. Very beautiful wedding here. I bless a very beautiful wedding here. She will not be in that marriage and survive in that marriage and grow in that marriage and die in that marriage because of a, of a temperament. It's because of her spirit controlled character, controlled by the Holy Spirit. That is maturity. Or else you go home. Many have gone and have gone home. Listen, I've blessed at least 30 marriages. At least 30 marriages. I'm very young. But I've blessed, I've counseled and blessed a minimum of 30 marriages. 30. And I know what it means to be married. And I know the problems that people come with. They come because of their bad character. I'm presiding over divorces. Yeah, because the lady is a very terrible person. Or the guy is a very terrible, wicked person. Wicked. Wicked. Character. Unchanging. The word of God is meant to change you. To change you. Don't don't say, Pastor likes the uh, approving divorce. No. I'm not approving divorce. It's, It's not correct. It's not supposed to be like that. But there are certain circumstances. You look at the people. You realize that if this person is going to die, he will kill him. She will kill him. Yeah, She will poison him. And kill him. Or he will poison her or pour acid on her and beating. Yeah, be some beatings here and there. People are being beaten. And the beating is happening because the lady too's mouth is somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> if the guy talks, eh? yeah. <laughs> it's a normal response of talking. Like when you talk, when you are, the normal response is pa- do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm presiding over all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Yeah, some are changing, some are some are not changing. Yeah, some are changing. Oh, of course, some are changing. You sit to them, you talk with them. They allow the word of God to change them. You've not mind married for more than a year or two. Oh, foolish people. They thought marriage was only sex. You think marriage is sex? Oh, you will be tired. So you can say this is how my character is. This is how I am. You don't read the Bible. It yeah. says we are to conform to the image of a son. Ask anybody, are you conforming? Conform. To what level are you conformed? Conform. Sometimes you look and you realize that, no. I can be better. I can be a better person. I can be a better person. Yeah. Oh, no man, anything. But love. Oh, no man, what? Anything. But to love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. The one who loves the other has fulfilled the law. Look at the next verse. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, these are the five commandments that are man-word. There are five that are Godward, and there are five that are man-word. These are the five that are man-word. Towards man. It says, if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Next verse. Verse 10. Love worketh no ale to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love works no ill. Amplify. Love does not work ill. You are a worker of ale. <laughs> Look at this. This love does no wrong to one's neighbor; it never hurts anybody. So, if you know that what I'm going to say is going to hurt this person, I won't say it. Even if the person, and it's not dependent on what the person is doing, but she also hurts me, she also says something against me, but she also did this. No, Pastor, you are taking a side. But this one, but that one—that's not love. You are here to see what love is. Love loves, in spite of the actions of the other, maybe the other person is insulting you and did something wrong, but you don't see, you will see, Allah, you will know, I will show you that I am Son, something, something something son, I'll show you that my body, my I'm putting this Bible aside. You will see. I'm putting my Christianity aside. I'll deal with you. Love, that's what? Does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never what? Hurts anybody. Therefore, love meets all the requirements and is the fulfillment of the Lord. Message. You can't go wrong when you love others. You can't. You can't. You can't go wrong. So let's grow. What do you think? I'm Tell me, I'm, I'm growing. I'm growing spiritually. I'm growing spiritually. From, a child, from a child to becoming a young man to becoming a, becoming a father. There are three basic stages. I'll talk about that on Wednesday. Child, young man, father. Three basic stages. There are other ones, but I'll talk about these ones. See, I'm, I'm growing. Say it again. I'm growing. I'm, I'm growing. growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm and say, I'm growing. I'm growing in love. I'm growing in love. I'm becoming a better person. You'll see me next week. And I'll be better. I'll be nicer. I'll be more smiley. I'll show you all my teeth. I'll be gentler. I'll be kinder. Galatians 5.22 Now the fruit of the spirit Is love. Joy. So out of love, joy proceeds. But next week, I'll be full of joy. The following week, I'll be full of joy. The following year, I'll be full of joy. I will never be sad again in my life. Because I'm growing in the Lord. Peace. Yeah. It's peace. Love begets or gives birth to peace peace, peace with men yes, Bob says, follow peace with all men like be at peace with all men, never be at loggerheads with people I can't, I can't. I can't. I've even forgotten I've forgotten how, it's, how it goes Then someone cut who... it they are not talking do you remember that did you ever do that those of us who used to play outside used to do that you carry sand two, two, one in your left, one in your right the girls say no money the say the English boys say this is fight this is peace choose one then because you don't want to be a coward you choose a fight one. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Hey! What a shock. See, I'm full of love. I'm full of love. Love is long suffering. Suffers long. Gentle. We are gentle with people. Oh, please, I'm sorry. Please, you can, you can come. See, someone is rushing to go to the bus. Oh, please, you can go. one. It's like that one. You chuck someone like this. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Guess what? Listen, I've bothered torture several times in my life. The last time I started a torture was about eight years ago. Now, before I started driving, like, constantly, I also used to fight over buses. Yeah, serious battle. No, do you understand? Like you climb the thing and then choke people. <laughs> and then you just remove people from the thing and then you enter. What is you? But then one day I said, Not again. I'm not going to do this again. Then I started allowing people. So I will be there for some time. I'll allow people. Just, yes, oh, please, you can go. Yeah. And they were going. You learned it from me. And I started. God showed me what to do, so I started praying a certain prayer. Before I get the Lord, let there be a car, and let me enter quietly, peacefully. And that was what started happening in my life. Whenever I get there, the car will be there, or as soon as I get there, the car is there, and then they open, and I'm the first person to sit inside. The rest may fight, but I will not fight. I enter peacefully and go and sit down. Yeah, before I get to the junction, just before I get there, where I will stand is where the car will come to. So before everybody gets there I'm inside already that became my experience yeah, it can be a, you don't have to fight See, I'm a, I'm a king I don't have to struggle for things say I do not struggle for things Yeah. pray that prayer Lord dear ministry spirits let there be a car I think that was the prayer let there be a car every time for me and you can order the type of car I, I, I started getting private cars a nice car will come and then it will open sit down and I'll sit down and I'll go Air condition everything. Don't struggle. Tell everybody I cease to struggle. struggle." From henceforth, henceforth, I cease to struggle because I walk in love. love. Stand up, open your feet, and just thank God for what I shared with you. Give Him glory, give Him praise, thank Him. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastotti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.